Amazing Grace Kona welcomes you to today's lesson from Pastor Izzy Manzo. Our prayer is that today's lesson will spiritually feed and uplift you. Now, here's Pastor Izzy. So today, in this message, what we're going to take a look at in Luke chapter 1, Zacharias' mouth just been opened from a long hiatus of talking. No talking for the entire pregnancy. The girls are probably going, yeah, that would work. Because they always say stupid things, you know, does this make me look fat? And then they open their mouth. And he never messed up on that. Elizabeth was enjoying the strong, silent Zacharias. But when he does open his mouth, he now says a prophetic thing. He prophesies. In other words, he doesn't say out of his own mind. He says, this is what God has me to say. Listen to this word. What a beautiful thing. Zacharias, filled with the Holy Spirit, prophesied and said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, verse 68, for he's visited us and he's accomplished redemption for his people. Who, the Redeemer. This is something the Jews were waiting for, the guy that would redeem from the sin. Remember in Isaiah? They've had all these prophetic words telling them there's one coming to redeem. And he says, and he has done it. He's raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of David, his servant. And he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets of old. And he said, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all those who hate us. Have the Jews felt hated, persecuted historically? Oh yeah, they've been beat up on. And he says, and God has shown us mercy toward our fathers, to remember his holy covenant, to remember the oath which he swore to Abraham our father, to grant to us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and in righteousness, before him all our days. And he says, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. He's speaking to his son, this little eight-day-old child. Now, you think the eight-day-old child remembers these words? I always wonder about this. You know, some people say, the baby dedication is really for the baby. I said, not really. They're only eight days old. Or For the girls, by the way, you had to add 33 more days before you dedicate them, which we did just about perfect here. That the dedication would take place, and, and here the child, he says, you're going to be the prophet of the Most High. Now, I really don't think the eight-day-old John the Baptist remembers this, but John's dad just spoke this in front of all the people that were wondering, what was this child going to turn out to be? And how about mom? See, Zacharias had the visit from the angel. Zacharias was told what Gabriel said about the child. But does mom know? Unless he wrote it out for mom to know, all she said was, Sorry, guys, we're naming him John. And Zacharias wrote on the tablet, yep, his name's John. And now his mouth's open, he's going, and he's the prophet of the Most High. He's the one, well, let me read on. You guys probably already know these verses. He'll go on before the Lord to prepare his way. He's that one that, prepare ye the way of the Lord. That's what John the Baptist said. Make ready that path to the Lord. He says, to give his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. You know, people need to know that there's salvation in Jesus. 
And it comes to us by his forgiveness. You know, Jesus never came to condemn anyone. He came to, to save us, to forgive us. And John's whole ministry would be spent telling people this good news. And he says, because of the tender mercy of our God, which the sunrise from on high shall visit us to shine upon those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. I love this. This is, by the way, Isaiah 9, 1 and 2. He actually just quoted priest. You know, he probably knew a few verses. I find it interesting he pulls out this one. The sun rise from on high will visit us, to shine on us. He's talking sun. We, we, we spell it S-U-N, but I, I think it's S-O-N. The sun of God will rise to shine upon us. And, to, and to, to those that sit in darkness, in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. How do you like that, that he guides our feet into that way of peace? Does that sound good to anybody here? Being guided by God into the way of peace? You know, it's so funny. There's been so many wars, religious wars. Like historically, think about how much Christianity has got involved in wars. And I think, you know... The sun is there to guide us into the way of peace. Well, this is his, his prophecy about his son in verse eight, 80. Well, this is one of the longest chapters, by the way, in the, in the New Testament here. It says, the child then continues to grow, to become strong in spirit. He lives in the desert until the day of his public appearance to Israel. That's when he comes on the scene, you guys know, and says, behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Now, in those days, we read there's a guy named Herod and Caesar Augustus, and they're going to have some decrees. And I'm not going to, I'm going to jump over this. I'm going to end with the dedication of our Lord as a, as a baby. I want you to do me a favor. Put yourself in the story like you are Mary or Joseph, the parents, okay? And you're going to take the baby to the temple according to the custom. And you're going to get to meet, well, you got to go to the priest and you got to give the offering and you got to do the, the customary things. But I got news. There's a few special folks that you're going to run into when you bring the baby Jesus to the temple. Let me introduce you to them. If, well, let's look. Verse 21. Jump ahead with me. Now, I promise I'll come back to, to verses 1 to 20 on, on Tuesday night. But for today. It says, when it was eight days that were completed, for his name was then given to him, and he was called Jesus. When John had the eight days completed, it was his time for his name. They called him John. Now his cousin, Jesus, receives his name. Now, in Hebrew, his name is not Jesus. That's English. His name is Yahshua or Yehovah Shua. But Yehovah is the name of the Lord, and Shua Salvation. Yeah, so if you would have said to Jesus, what's your name? He would have said, God's salvation. No, come on, what's your name? My name's God's salvation. It's cryptic, right? Real hard to figure out. <laughs> what? <laughs> Remember, he said, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to save it. What's your name? God's salvation. There's a clue. that The very name of Jesus is literally translates to God's salvation. That's the name was given him. On this eighth day. Now, as it's given to him, it says it was given to him by the angel before he was conceived 
in the womb. The angel actually said, this is what you shall call him. So then it was when the days of the purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. This is baby dedication day. We're going to bring him now, according to Leviticus 12, 1 to 8, you, you wait the, the, the first week, the seven days on the eighth day you name. Then 33 days later for the guy, you take him and you bring him before the Lord to present him. And so as is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called holy, set apart unto the Lord. Every firstborn, God says, I paid for. Remember that whole thing when he took out the firstborn there in Exodus in the, and made Pharaoh to let the people go? He said, I paid the ransom for them. Now he said you, they would to offer, according to the law, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons if they didn't have means. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem. This man's name was Simeon. Now this man was righteous and devout and was looking for the consolation of Israel. For the Holy Spirit, it says, was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death until he had seen the Lord's Christ. Till God would show the Messiah, the Mashiach, the Savior. God said by his spirit to this man, very devout man, you're not going to die till you see it fulfilled. This man is around the temple waiting to, for the fulfillment. And we read here that says then, it, it came about when, when it had been revealed to him by the spirit that he wouldn't see this death until he seen the Lord's Christ. And it came about in verse, verse 27, in the spirit into the temple he came. And when his parents brought the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, they then took him, he took him into his arms and he blessed God. And literally he sang, Now, Lord, thou dost let my, thy bondservant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the presence of all the people. And a light, he says, of revelation to the Gentiles. I love verse 32. This is, by the way, another quote from Isaiah. Isaiah is getting a lot of billing today, the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 42, 6, he says, the light of revelation to the Gentiles has come. I, you could take me now, Lord. That's what he said, literally. Take me now, man. I, I have seen your word fulfilled. Here is the Savior, the glory of thy people, Israel, that one Oh, revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of Israel. And his father, now listen to this. Pretend you're Joseph or Mary in this story. And you've got this old guy who's devout, who's been waiting. God told him, you ain't dying till you see the Savior. You come in, you're bringing your baby for dedication that day, right? You got Jesus there and he says, excuse me, could I see that baby? Now in the Jewish culture, you know the elders, they ask to see the baby, what do you do? There you go. Hand the baby to him, and he takes that baby, Jesus, and he's looking at that baby. This is, oh, take me now, Lord. You can take me. That day has come. I see your salvation. A light of revelation to the, to the Gentiles. Uh, the glory of Israel. Look at this baby. This baby is the Savior. <sighs> Here you go. Hands him back to mom and dad. Now, now how do you think mom and dad feel? When the first intro was this old guy saying, you can take me now, Lord. 
I see your hand of salvation. Here it is, the safe. Do you think mom and dad liked hearing this? How would you feel as the parents of this child? That that was your intro on the day when you were just going for the dedication, right? You get this old devout man saying, this is not just an ordinary baby. This is the Savior. This is the glory of Israel. This is the one we've been waiting for. <laughs> Let me show you how great this dedication day goes on. There's another character who runs in the story. It says his father and mother were amazed, verse 33, at the things that were being said about this, their son, Jesus. And so Simeon blessed them. And he said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and the rise of many in Israel, for, for a sign to be opposed. A sword will even pierce your own soul to the end that thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now there was a prophetess there, Anna, the daughter of, of Phenuel, and she was from the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, and she lived with a husband for seven years, and then after her marriage, she, she lived as a widow to the age of 84. And she never left the temple. It says, night and day, serving with fastings and with prayers. This woman has been devoutly seeking God all these years in the temple. And at the very moment, when, when, she, when, when she came up, she began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him to all those that were looking for redemption, for the Redeemer of Israel. As soon as, as, soon as Mary and Joseph come in with the baby, right? Simeon greets him, gives Take me now, Lord. I can depart in peace. I've seen your Savior. And then this lady comes up, devout, widow, been praying and fasting in the temple all these years. And she starts speaking to everyone. Hey, guys, I'm the Redeemer of Israel's here. This is the guy who's going to save everybody from their sin. The one, you know, Isaiah talked about the Redeemer. Here he is. Look at this cute baby. This is the Redeemer. Now, how would you feel as Mary and Joseph? Baby dedication day, and you got these announcements. Not planned. It wasn't like, you know, they planned this in the, right? This is not part of the planned ceremony. They're supposed to bring in their little pair of turtle doves or pigeons and say, here's my offering, right? Bringing my boy to dedicate him. Do you think this would be special to have on that day these words spoken? What, what are, I mean, these are pretty powerful things. The Bible tells us that Mary, she treasured in her heart up these words. She's hearing this about her son. Now, Jesus, he's all of seven plus 33, 40, 41 days old. They don't remember those days. In fact, the Lord worked it out where, they, you know, we don't even remember most of our earliest memory, what, about five years old, four. Some people have one memory from four. That gives parents like four years of grace to mess up stuff. That's the way I look at it, right? We're just trying to figure out how they work. They scream all the time. We got to figure out what to do. Lord goes, I got to give you a little span there where you don't get so stressed out. So for the child, these words might not be something that they remember. But let me tell you, for the parents, powerful. Now, Mary, it says, she's treasuring up. The words what were spoken there at her, at her relative's house, she pondered those words. These words, they've said it. And boy, I tell you, what better thing could you give to a new mom 
when when they have the the overtired nights of no sleep, the hormones going up and down from all the things and the readjustment their bodies go through, we don't realize how powerful an encouraging word can be. When they're in that state, what they need to hear is God is with you. And God has a plan for you. God has a plan for your child. Do you guys realize God has a plan for every person here? Every one of us? Does he want to use all of us in some way? You say, but I'm not able to do this. Right? Look, I don't even speak English for my first language, and he made me do this. What makes you think you get out of it? And you're so special, you can't be used. If he could use me, he can use you. That's easy. You probably always speak better than me. Let him use you. And if you're an elder here, let him use you to pray for people. To speak words of blessings. To, to speak those things that build up that we need. This society needs it so bad. We got young ones just craving, wanting someone to, to, to mentor them, to teach them, to guide them. I don't think we should pull the elders away from the younger ones. I think we should keep them together all the time. Have meals together. Have celebrations together. Have time. Give opportunity. I can't say all the words that need to be said in a short time during a sermon, once a week on a Sunday. The words what you might need all week long. But I got a whole army right here if I look around. I got something, got a little bit of silver here. And we got a whole group of a younger generation saying, can you mentor us? Do you know they did a poll at the universities there on the mainland? Top 10 universities across the nation. What is the one thing lacking the most in the university system today? Mentors. They've divided away the older generation from the young, and the young are saying, we want someone to show us. And they don't want to be shown by their peers, by the way. They want someone who knows what they're talking about. Someone with some experience. Isn't it interesting? The young ones recognize it. But our society keeps trying to cleave us away. We shouldn't. Because in this story right here, it was that older guy and that older widow, right? That gets to speak. Now talk about chicken skin. When they spoke those words, Mary and Joseph are sitting there going, oh, this is good. Baby dedication day. Got a little extra. Do you think that wouldn't go home with them? This is the Redeemer.
Grace Kona thanks you for listening to today's lesson. If your travels take you to Kailua Kona on the Big Island of Hawaii, come visit us. We meet Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. on the beach at the north end of the old Kona Airport. For more information about Amazing Grace Kona, go to our website, AmazingGraceKona.com. Amazing Grace Kona is the original Calvary Chapel Kona. Wonderful, what Jesus did for me. It's wonderful, it's wonderful what He can do for you. My life's a celebration of His wondrous love for me. And I'm just working here while He prepares eternity. Jesus is the Lamb who died alone on Calvary to set me free. Jesus is the Lamb who lights the way for me to see. He lets me see.